Hello, and welcome to a more perfect podcast. As you've heard, everybody's about to get drafted. We're about to go over to the Middle East for like a 50th time. Me and the boys just killing terrorists and taking over countries. No, wrong. I have set off on a quest. I have set off on a quest to understand why we're here. To understand why we are in this conflict. And to answer three key questions. One, Iran's our natural ally over there. They have the money. They have the oil. Why the hell aren't they our allies? Two, what caused this all to start? Why do they hate us? Why do we hate them? What has our policy been for all this time? Three, how have changing Iranian policies dictated where we are today, and why are the Iranians such dicks? When I refer to Iranians, I mean the Iranian government. Iran's people actually protest against their government. It's those three questions that we are aiming to answer in this series about Iran. Without further ado, welcome to the history of Iran. All the way back in 1921, the United Kingdom establishes a monarchy in Iran. They help this dude called Reza Khan instigate a new government, replacing Iran's old, ineffective government. Once he becomes ruler, he changes into Reza Shah. His full name now is Reza Shah Pahlavi. A Shah in Iran is a king. Reza Khan comes to power in the early 1920s, and he begins the Pahlavi dynasty, the the two-generation Pahlavi dynasty. He brings Iran out of disarray, out of the ancient times, because you have to realize in the 1920s, Iran was still on camels, doing candles instead of electric lights. Reza Shah tries to change all that, and he tries to westernize the nation of Iran. Think of him as kind of like a Donald Trump figure, right? He brings Iran to what you could, what we could call MAGA territory with great rapid reform. And all this is going fine, well and dandy, until we have another thing. June 21st, 1941. With treacherous assault, Germany declares war on Soviet Russia. Even before Hitler's proclamation had been spoken, Nazi bombers were taking toll of hundreds of innocents and untold numbers of homes and buildings. Moscow in three weeks was Hitler's promise to his then weary people, but he did not know the Russians. In 1941, Russia and the United Kingdom, they team up. And this was incredibly consequential to Reza Shah because his foreign policy had basically consisted of playing Russia and playing the United Kingdom off of each other. If you're playing two nations off of each other and then they suddenly decide, hey, we're just going to team up, that's not very good news for you, is it? Well, it wasn't. And in 1941, the United Kingdom and Russia take over Iran to use Iran to get allied supplies and reinforcements up through Iran to Russia and to the Eastern Front against Hitler and the Axis forces. After his country gets taken over, Reza Shah leaves. Upon leaving, Reza appoints his son, Mohammad Reza Pahlavi, to rule in 1941. As the great Trans-Iranian Railway runs through Tehran, 
We visit the capital to see some of the British tanks for Russia passing through on their way to the Eastern Front. British and Indian personnel who constitute the maintenance and instructional crews accompany the tanks for the purpose of teaching their future Soviet occupants how to operate them. In the modernistic royal palace, we're privileged to see the young Queen Fawzia with her husband, the 22-year-old Shah of Iran. Queen Fawzia, sister of King Farouk of Egypt, is the proud mother of a sturdy baby girl, the 15-month-old princess Shahnaz Pahlavi. He is the last Shah of Iran. Whenever I say the Shah, from now on, I'm referring to Mohammad Reza Shah, the second Shah appointed in 1941 to Iran. The first one was basically just for context. He appoints a prime minister that will change Iranian history and world history forever. Without this man, things would be a lot different today. His name is Mohammad Mossadegh. So Mohammad Mossadegh is the 35th prime minister of Iran. And he was elected by the people of Iran and appointed by the Shah during the Cold War. His short rule is going to change absolutely everything concerning Iran and concerning the world. So Mossadegh is a zealous Iranian nationalist. Think of the craziest Trump supporter you know. They are, this, this guy is this kind of dude. He what he does is something that we really, really don't like. He nationalizes Iranian oil and Iranian petroleum and gives it back to the Iranian people because previously it had been controlled by the West, the United Kingdom, under this British Petroleum, huge British Petroleum company. He just nationalizes it, takes it from the UK, gives it to Iran, the United Kingdom's largest company. So they aren't going to really react well to this. And... We aren't going to react well to this because of this little thing called the Cold War that's going on. If you have this big Middle Eastern country nationalizing Western oil interests, who is that an open door to? I'll tell you, the Soviet Union. Okay, people say this is a bad decision, but I argue it was a necessary one because of the threat of Soviet power and Soviet influence in the Middle East. If the Soviets had gotten that oil field, they would have been a lot and I mean a lot more powerful. March 1951, Mosaddegh secures this bill to nationalize the British petroleum interest in Iran, essentially saying and essentially seizing what was at the time the United Kingdom's largest oil company. And from April 1951 to, to August 1953, Mosaddegh's power grows. And in August 1953, the Shah, Mohammed Reza Shah, fails to oust Mossadegh. Mossadegh was fighting the Shah for power in Iran. Mossadegh was trying to take power away from the Shah and give it to himself. After failing to oust him, Mohammad Reza Shah flees Iran. After this, the United States is like, oh shoot. Britain's like, oh shoot. So what we do is called 1953 Revolution. This revolution is one of the biggest, biggest events in history. It is so big that without an understanding of this revolution, you can't really understand the Middle East. So in 1953, Mossadegh gets overthrown by the CIA and the 
United Kingdom's MI6. This overthrow can be seen, in my opinion, two different ways. One, America is an imperialist nation that tries to overthrow democratically elected leaders all over the world. We are only out for our own interest, that interest in this case argued to be oil, and that we are no good and very bad. And then there's my point of view, which was this was a necessary invasion. This was a necessary coup against Mossadegh because of the threat of Soviet influence in that region and the open door that Mossadegh was opening to the Soviet Union in nationalizing the oil for Iran. This sows the seeds for conflict to come between Iran and the United States. This revolution is where everything comes from. It's the first and arguably the original sin of America against Iran. But the consequences of it, I don't think we could even begin to fathom at that time. I'm going to wrap up the first episode of Iran's history. I hope you enjoyed it. We are in 1953 right now. We are going to go all the way to the modern age. So I thought it was important to understand where we came from and why we are fighting Iran before we believe the hysteria that the media is trying to jam down our throats because that is something that I do not I do not believe is right. We should always understand why and where we came from rather than just jumping into madness. Stay tuned for more episodes. This has been a more perfect podcast. Have a more perfect day.